0: Welcome to Exploring Possibility I'm your host Christopher Kiel and with this show my mission is to empower you I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential and their ultimate capability I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth To help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life Because limited thinking equals limited being Let the show begin Hi there, guys, and welcome to Exploring Possibility. This is episode number 40, episode number 40. I just want to welcome everyone who is joining in today. This includes all my regular listeners and also, obviously, a warm welcome to everyone who's a new listener today. I really hope that you enjoy the show. So today, we're going to continue to explore the ideas and people that really inspire, empower, and impact The world as we move forward, uh, you know, on this journey of just developing our perspective and discussing things around, especially today, the mind. So, if you resonate with the idea of, you know, just believing in a world that you can't see, then this show is definitely for you. I'm absolutely committed to helping each and every one of you achieve your goals. And I'm going to try my best in this show to demystify and just get into the idea of brain centers. And my guest who's going to help me do that today is called Kim Everett. So Kim is actually the founder and CEO of the NeuroCoach Institute, which is a leading coaching company. The NeuroCoach Institute qualifies coaches and also provides professional coaching services to both businesses and individuals. Kim is a teacher. She's a neuro coach. She's an author, a facilitator, and also a keynote speaker. She has extensive experience in the professional coaching industry and has qualified hundreds of coaches and worked with numerous large to entrepreneurial companies with a focus on leaders and their managers. Finally, she's also the author of various coaching manuals, methodologies, as well as numerous published. Articles. So, as you can hear, Kim has got quite a large and deep background, and she's got a lot of experience, especially in the field of neurology. So, I invited her onto the show today just to discuss this thing called brain centers, you know, so we can just get into that and not only understand it, but also make sense of how we can use that. So, basically, the main theme of discussion is is being, you know, or actually just accessing our authenticity and also our wisdom both in life and in business via understanding what the brain is made up of and how we actually use that. So like just three questions that I touched on was one, the brain, you know, what, what is it made up of? Second, how do we use the three brains that we mentioned in this episode? How, how does it work when they work or how does it look like when they work optimally and communicate together effectively and then also just how burnout happens in each of these brain centers. Like how do we identify when burnout? Because what I want you to keep in mind as you go throughout this episode is just to think about your three brain centers and whether you are actually utilizing all of them and whether you are like me sometimes just in the one brain, in my case, which, is the, which she calls the head brain. Are you dominant in one of those areas and also just primarily using that one headband instead of using all of them together and just living an authentic life, a life filled and packed with the wisdom that is already available within you. So that is what this episode is going to be all about. I hope you enjoy. I hope you keep those questions and points in mind as you go throughout this episode. And I'll see you on the other side. Have fun. Hi guys and welcome to this new episode of Exploring Possibility and as always I just love speaking about the things that stretch and expand possibility and give us more opportunities and for today's topics and discussion we're going to revolve the discussion around things like authenticity wisdom in life and also in business as well as just getting to the idea of getting unstuck right and making better and wiser decisions to sort of get out of there and I think a lot of that also has to do with how we deal with our emotions and then of course these things we have inside of our heads called our brains. So for today like I mentioned in the intro I've got Kim Everett on the show. So Kim welcome to the show. Super excited to chat with you today.
1: Super excited too. Thanks Christopher.
0: Awesome. So I, I think the first like question that pops up for me as we start this conversation is it's probably not even relevant to all the things, but do we even need to know all these things about our brains? Because I feel that sometimes I look at people and I think, wow, they've got amazing lives and they don't know even half of what I know about the brain and even perhaps like a hundredth of what you understand about about the brain, but they live extraordinary lives. So with that question, I'm just asking like, do you just think that's because we all differ, we all in different stages of life and we're all coming from a different perspective, different background, different experience, and we all need to learn different things? Like, how important is this really? I wanted to, like, kick us off with that. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. Oh, man, what a powerful question.
0: Uh, <laughs> let's set the because, stage.
1: Yes, absolutely. And let's set the bar very high. Mm. Um, or actually go back to very simple basics. So the frustrating but good news is that's a question for me as a neuro coach and a scholar of of neuroscience and behavioral therapies um, that I ask myself so often when I go into my real humaning state, you know, I think, what the heck? You know, I've researched, I've studied, I do X, Y, and Z, and I look at other people and I think, from a human inside, how come they are getting those results? So that is extremely natural. But there's a very, very simple secret to this, regardless of our character, personality, where we come from. In essence, in our neurological makeup, when we really go down to the simple basics, there are certain secrets which I'm hoping to reveal today. Um, that I guess if we really understand this, a lot of these other things make sense to us. And look, by no means am I saying background, personality and character doesn't speak into that. The important thing is what am I doing with it and how am I relating to it and what happens on the inside of me when I relate to the outside world, which is my past and stuff and people and things. Therein lies that electrical, magical connection. How am I relating to the outside world and how is the outside world affecting me? And I'm really hoping today that we can look at a whole lot of practical stuff. You know, Christopher, my brain doesn't function on the intricate, difficult things. It needs to make basic sense to me and give me some practical stuff. So, hey amen, good question.
0: <laughs> I love that. So let's 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 get to that then. So let's take the sort of like the The foggy stuff, the mysterious ideas, and let's like bring some practicality to that. So, obviously, in my mind, I think that it goes without saying that we are definitely able to make better life decisions, you know, or uh, decisions in general, if we do understand how the brain works and how we utilize its uh, capabilities. So, when we understand how this thing works and how you know this thing that sits between our eyes, we can definitely like take advantage of that, but we need to understand it first. So perhaps we can start there and just like explain what the brain is or what it consists of. So we can then discuss how we then utilize it to make better decisions and so forth. So we're like, is that a good place to start? Do you feel that as a comfortable place to start to perhaps start with the brain and then expand the questions from there?
1: Yeah, no, sure. Uh, they, uh, a very, very wise man, Uncle Albert, you may have heard of him takes a very clever man to make something complex and difficult. It takes a stroke of genius to simplify things. Mm. And I'm going to simplify this. So first of all, we have been taught, we went to school, we read the books to tell us about this thing between our ears called the brain. But we now know conclusively from scientific research um, psychologies and other therapies and other research that we for this purpose of our discussion actually have three centers of intelligence. You see a big part of our stuff and the silly decisions we make. And I I never say it's right or wrong. Mm. The question is, is it serving me, my decisions? Is it serving my goals? Is it serving those around me? Is it serving the life that I want to lead Um, it's either a yes or a no. So what we now know is a large part of our problems is because we've actually only tried to use this one brain that we were taught is the only one that we have, the head brain. But we now know that we have three actual centers of intelligence. Let's call them that. And unless we understand what they are, what their function is, what they were created to do, what their language is, we are going to make unwise and unauthentic decisions in our lives because it's all going to be head-based. And could I add something quickly? Yes, please. Christopher, it's very important to understand, you know, this part that we think makes us amazing human beings, which it does, the prefrontal Hmm. cortex, the front part of this head brain is actually the one that can get us into quite a bit of... There's a great Latin word, shit, sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it can really just have us do things that don't serve us. And then we turn around and say, I knew I shouldn't do it. Yet mm-hmm. I did it. I knew what I should have done. Yet I didn't. Because we spend way too much time in the head brain when we're not supposed to.
0: Is that the thinking brain?
1: Yeah, that is That is the... And, and I'm. you hear my hesitance because, mm-hmm. you know, what is thinking? But in the head brain, or what we know as the cephalic brain, there are only certain things that we need to do there. And first of all, we need to understand what the stuff is that we need to do there. Because the executive brain, especially the prefrontal cortex bit of the head brain, is designed to preserve energy. So the more stuff we try and do there, the more we're going to get tired. You know, sometimes we say, my head is just tired. I need mm-hmm. time out. I can't think. I'm confused. It's because we've, we have overutilize what we need to do with the head brain only. And we don't realize that we have two other brains or centers of intelligence. So the prime functions of the head brain, to specifically answer your question, is thinking the way we know thinking, okay. cognitive perception, and how to make meaning or make sense. Other than that, we don't use it. We need to use one of the other two brains. And that's why we are fatigued and stressed and we get tired. I really hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Uh, so if that's the only thing that, that is actually supposed to be serving or supposed to be functioning towards, like what are the other brain centers in and how do we slowly start tapping into those? Like where where do we start with those? What are they as well?
1: Okay, so... And then I'm going to hope you ask me the question, which one was formed first, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, We have a cardiac brain, which is the heart brain. We now know that if we understand what constitutes a brain, like we know what constitutes a head brain, you know, chemicals and accessibility of memory, neurons, um, supporting cells, things like processing information, information, neurotransmitters, all the fancy stuff that science has set us, this is a brain in the head. We need to understand that before we can say anything else is a brain, we need to understand it has those basic features and mechanisms. So that's the heart brain, mm-hmm. the cardiac brain. And then there's another one, way misunderstood, underutilized, not talked about, but we're starting to surface that in our, in our understanding, is the gut brain or the enteric brain. There are neurons, brain cells, neurotransmitters, there's a chemical warehouse, there's assimilating of information. There's we can access this. Let me ask you the minute you smell food that you remember as a child or that was cooked or aromas, you access an emotion, am I right? And that's not in the head. Because you see emotions, emoting, relating to things and values lies in the heart brain. Not in the head brain. Yeah, they chat to each other. We'll get to that later. But that's the function of the of the heart brain or the heart center of intelligence.
0: I've now got a basic understanding of these three brain centers, mainly the head, the heart, and the gut brain. And we've we've touched on some basic functions that they all need to serve and that we don't just stay on in one brain center and let that serve all of our Know daily needs and all and all that. Maybe we can now get into the question you you actually brought up earlier: is is how did each one form and why is that important?
1: So just for context, maybe let me give you the gut brain's prime functions. So the head brain is cognitive perception. We think, we make meaning, we make sense. The heart brain is where the emotions emoting lie, how we relate to things and people and values. Um, The gut brain's prime function is, and this is an interesting one, mobilization toward reward and away from fear or danger. That lies in the gut. Hmm. Self-preservation and my core identity lies in the gut. So, have you ever experienced where you know something because the facts tell you that, the information gives it to you, and you may be very well a head person, <laughs> like I'm a head person. So, as long as something makes sense, I sort of feel cool to make a decision based on that. Yes. But when I look back, not always, not always the most integrated, authentic, wise decision. Um, my fear of my core identity, self-preservation, lies in my gut. So sometimes we know something. We know something. We know we can achieve what somebody else achieves. We know what we shouldn't do. Our heart can even relate to the values and relate to the feelings around it. Yet I just cannot take action. I just cannot take action. I'm stuck because it lies in the gut. You see, I can't mobilize. So maybe there's a clue. Maybe I have fear. I'm scared, self-preservation. Or maybe I worry about what people think core identity. So I hope I'm giving you a flavor of how this works. And if we only use one brain or center of intelligence dominantly above the others, I'm not going to make authentic wise decisions. Too much gut, take action too quickly or too slowly. What all has to make sense to me in my head. I'm, I'm going to take very long to make decisions or make them too quickly. And I'm just speaking about decisions. There's many other areas we can use this.
0: Yes yeah that that actually really helps clarify things and I'm now saying clarifying because like you said earlier, I'm a thinking person, I like being in my head, I like making sense of things I like you know just understanding it and that's like you just mentioned, and it's very true that i i will I will typically Although I try not to, I will typically extend things because I want to understand it first. I want to get the entire process. I want to get the, you know, I want to perceive it and have meaning for it first before I sort of delve into it. So therefore, I, if I can apply what you just said to my own life, I can yeah. honestly and authentically say that I'm definitely lacking in the heart and in the gut brain. Now, one thing that came up into my mind as you mentioned gut brain was the word intuition. Does that fit into the gut brain?
1: Yeah, this word intuition, you know, um, it's a gremlin and a gift. Mm. Um, You said something very interesting now. You said something that came up for me into my mind. Okay. (laughs) So because I understand just the deeper meaning of it, there's more information an activity that goes from the gut brain up to the head brain, then what there is from the head brain down. Very interesting. Okay, so, but I'm just gonna let that lie for a moment. Um, this is a personal opinion and there's varied opinions. For me, intuition, true intuition, not when it's something we try and label or plaster onto a situation. True intuition is when all three, our brains, are integrated and in sync. You see where we can draw from different types of wisdom. Um, That to me is authentic intuition. And I'm saying authentic intuition because I'm a very intuitive person, but I also know that sometimes my fears, my perceptions, my opinions, (laughs) Mm. I can say it's intuition but if I really go back and I say, are oh, all three, my brains integrated. Yeah. I think nah, you know what, maybe it's just something that reminds me of a previous situation or a previous person. I, I hope I've differentiated there for you.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Okay. And, uh, So you brought something up. You're saying that they need to be in balance. And I like that. I like that they need to sort of work together and all communicate. They need to be speaking to one another and sort of just integrating to give you the whole brain experience. So just to paint a picture, what does that look like? What does it look like when we have all three brains integrated? Working optimally and communicating together effectively. What that? I, I'm not. I'm struggling to understand that and see that at this point. Like, what does that look like for someone? Is it someone who makes, as an example, who makes intelligent decisions? So they do it fast, but they also do it slow. They think about it, but they also feel. Yeah. Could you just paint that picture for us?
1: Sure, I'd love to become very practical. Yes. So, um, let me start off with saying, we all have a natural. Uh, Calibration and how we do things yes. with all the brains. So I'm dominant head brain. Things have to make sense. I have to understand. It. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of us out there because that's how we've been conditioned since the 1920s, where we can feed information into something or a machine, and it gives us information back. Mm. The schools, the universities, businesses have really hammered and drilled into us, give me the facts, give me the figures. I feel comfortable as long as I can validate what I have. The world is changing and wisdom is integrating all three. So the first thing is to calibrate and say, man, how do I predominantly make my decisions? Where do I reside mostly? Because a lot of people are hard people yeah, what's it going to do to others? And I don't know if I can do it. I'm feeling this. And then the head Mm. person will say, but dude, you know what? Look at the fears. It just doesn't make sense what you're saying. Um, Gut people will ignore both the others and just take action or or just sort of go into a state of limbo and and, and not take action. So the first, yeah. And the first cool thing is where do I reside mostly so that I can authentically just have self-awareness? And then, Um, understand that if I want to really move toward wisdom and authenticity, I need to talk to all three of my centers of intelligence and have them then integrate. So we need to be very careful. They do talk to each other, but really sometimes in a messed up way. And the one dominates and the other one overrules and um, it's not a structured way. The neurology is structured processes that become – Beautiful, colorful processes eventually. But we usually get stuck and we usually don't make wise decisions or take too long or need too quick with them because we are not having them communicate in a structured way. And I'd love to explain to you what a structured way is.
0: Yes, please. I think that would be the best way to, like I mentioned before, just paint that picture and make it practical so we really
1: see it. So I'm right home something has upset me at work or a client or uh, something in my personal life and now the three brains start working and we'll all experience that the head brain says what exactly was said what were the words in the email what did the figure show the heart brain says Um, yeah, this is what I'm feeling and maybe I must be more compassionate. The gut brain says, well, I need to take action and this is affecting me as an individual and I don't need to stand for these things. So what happens is these three are now seriously, as we do sometimes around a boardroom table or in a circle of friends where we're chatting, they're talking over each other. Mm. So here is how we can use this practically. We first need to understand the prime functions of each one, like I mentioned. The head brain. Thinking, making meaning, making sense. Comfortable with that? Comfortable. The gut brain, emotions, relating to things, values, and the gut brain, core identity, self-preservation, mobilization. I need to understand there's a sequence in which our I allow these brains to communicate by me talking to them. They're my brains. Mm-hmm. They're my brains. I must become comfortable. Christopher, we need to become comfortable to understand how this amazing neurology works and that we can actually become the captains of our ships by using our neurology without going into too much detail. So the first thing I do is what is the sequence in which I communicate with these brains? It's what we call, this is not important to remember, but for those who are interested, it's called the foundational sequence. Amazing work done by um, Grant Susalu and Marvin Oka, but people are interested. I can give them more detail later on. So the first thing is I start in the heart and I talk to the heart and I ask the heart questions. I'm sorry to say this, Christopher, we don't start in the head. (laughs) (laughs) We start in the heart because we say the heart leads. The heart leads. Okay. For me, challenge, I've learned that. Um, because I've also guarded my heart a lot. That's why mm-hmm. my head space is very comfortable for me, and maybe some of your listeners will identify with that. The world has also maybe conditioned us to not go to the yes. heart because that's where the emotions and the hurt and the wounds are many mm-hmm. times. You start with the heart. We then go to the head, and we ask the head questions. What facts do you have? Does it make sense? What are you thinking? And when the head has said its bit, I go back to the heart. This is the foundational sequence. And I ask the heart, what are you feeling? What are you relating to? What are your true values? Then I go to the gut, and then I ask the gut certain questions. What would it take to take action? What are your fears? What are you scared of? How is this affecting your core identity? What is worrying you? And then I go back to the heart, and I end in the heart. And I'm really just giving a basic understanding of this stuff. What happens in the process, and what I'm speaking about is what is bothering me, and I'm lost at it, mm-hmm. then I leave it. Because now what I've done is I've honored each center of intelligence to do what it has been created to do. Then they will start talking to one another, and integrating it can be a quick exercise. I sometimes just drive in my car, sit in a coffee shop and I think, man, what is stacking me here? And then I go through the process.
0: Wow. Okay. There is a lot. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to like consume all of this in a, in a good way. Um, because this, I think as this can be overwhelming, because that's what I'm feeling. (laughs) It's a an, it's an feeling of, of overwhelm. There's a lot of things happening, but I also get a sense of ease because it's it feels good to know that we also have control if we start to understand firstly, all these brain centers. And then secondly, if we can use them to communicate to each other to make better decisions at some stage. So I like how you painted that picture and I also like how you said that we can simplify that. Although it's not the full picture, it's not the comprehensive plan, it's not the final magic bullet, but it's definitely a start for people. It's a way that we can use this as a tool whenever we get to a point where we need to start asking questions. And I just want to sort of like get back to that again. So if we we get to the stage where we get stuck. Let's use an example as myself as an example. I'm a highly ambitious person, very goal-driven, very out there in my mind as we've obviously now identified by now. And I think I have this, this these ideas and I, I believe that I can do them, but I get stuck sometimes. And then I don't know where to go with that then. I'd, I'd like to think it through, like we've just said, which is probably not the right start or not the right sequence of going at things what is the first thing that you will suggest I do again? Is it it going back to the simple example of following that foundational sequence, asking the heart, then going to the brain, then going back to gut and then back to heart? I just want to make sure that I, I clarify this.
1: Okay, so it's heart, brain, head brain, heart brain, gut brain, back to the heart brain. So let me ask you, you've told me and given me some insight as to, and, and, and I trust the listeners would be able to apply this into their own, um, subjective situations. You've said, I am A, B, and C, yes. I am ambitious, I am driven, etc. Okay. So where are you currently with that? Because the first thing which happens naturally is we know where we are now and we know where we want to be. Am I right? Yes. We're quite clear usually on that. Mm. So therein lies the problem. We're clear on where we are now, where we don't want to be, and we're quite clear on where we want to be. But that hasn't helped us, has it? (laughs) Because we are where we are. So what is preventing me, what is stacking me, to move from where I am now to where I want to be? And we need to be very clear on these two positions. You know, there's something very spiritually powerful in getting clarity on things, Christopher. That's how the universe works. Clear on exactly where I am now. You know, we, we use a lot of uh, camouflaged words in life. Instead of saying, where exactly am I now? What am I truly feeling? You know, I have a, a very profound, again, Latin saying, cut the crap. Where exactly is it? You can bullshit so many people so much of the time, but somewhere we need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, where am I now exactly? Whatever that means. Exactly where do I want to be? You know, words like successful and um, happy and in a good relationship are extremely vague. Mm -hmm. You put that information into a missile, you're going to miss your target. So first of all, we need to become extremely clear on where we are now and where we want to be. Not what other people think and say. That's step number one. Step number two, what is preventing me from achieving that? And sometimes we don't really know. And sometimes we can't put it in words, mm. but we know there is something. And that's cool. We can work with that. That's something that is preventing me or stucking me. It can even have a color. I sometimes say it's purple. Don't know what it is. It's purple because the subconscious works in colors and images, etc. Sometimes I consciously struggle to really verbalize it. That's also cool. And I do this with my clients. Then I go into the foundational sequence and I say, Heart, talk to me about what you are feeling, relating to, and how do you value this thing that is preventing you or stacking you, and guys, please, those of you who are listening, don't try and rationalize this too much. Get out of your head brain. Mm-hmm. Get out of your head brain and honor the fact that this is how it works. And then I just go to my head. What does my head know? Sense facts. What makes sense? Go back to my heart. Heart questions. Go to my gut. Gut questions. Back to my heart. Be careful. They're going to try and interfere with one another. Christopher, especially your head. Your head's going to interfere, hey? It's going to tell your gut and your heart. But that doesn't make sense. That's not what the facts Uh say. And then you say, zip it. I'm going to get to you. Because if I may just add, that is what confuses us because there's interference. Mm -hmm. We don't give each one their platform to do what it needs to do. That's why we get stuck and we don't mobilize and we get dear McCart and frustrated purely because we don't follow that basic sequence and give each of the centers of intelligence the right to get to its highest form of expression, which it was created for.
0: I can relate with that. I can definitely say that my, yeah, my head brain is definitely wanting to lead most of my life. Right. And I can see what that does. And I can, I can feel the, this being stuck, right. I can feel that emotion. I can feel what it does. And like, like you said, we have the vision. It's just that gap in between. It's so foggy and it's it sort of like you get so anxious and we get overwhelmed, but you then said, we need to find clarity. We need to get clarity through that. So that's the one thing I wanted to touch on that. I wanted to ask you two questions and you can answer them how you feel comfortable or whether you feel the one is more necessary than the other. But how do we then get clarity? I would say my opinion is to take action and then action shows you clarity. That's what I've learned so far. So you might have another opinion on that. And the other one is knowing that we need to, and understanding that we need to use these different brain centers and allow them to each do their primary function for what they've been designed for. How do we trust them? then there might be a trust issue saying, mm, I don't know if this, this brain has what, you know, if it can do whatever it says it can do. Because obviously now that's my mind. My mind is saying, like you've said so many times within this episode, mind is going to interfere and say, I got this, understand. Can you,
1: can you explain, because I can see you visually to your listeners, what you did when you said <laughs> my, my mind, where did you point to?
0: I said my mind, and I pointed exactly to my brain, so like just next to my eyes.
1: You pointed yes. to your head brain. Yes, That make sense? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, it's a it's a interference of the head brain, you know, because um, trust is something I decide as a value in my heart. Now, I want to. I'm going to answer your questions, but there is something that I really believe that is important. It's been important to me to my clients. And um, I trust your listeners. And that is, it's like anything, you know, I have the is I have two wolves inside of me. If they get into an argument and fight, which one wins? The one I feed. So if I feed my head brain, I'm going to struggle to trust and access my heart brain and my gut brain. Somebody who's very heart brain or gut brain um, uh, is going to trust struggle to trust the other two because I've been feeding the one mm. and it's what I'm comfortable with. So it's a very natural thing. Yeah. But we know now, you know, ancient wisdom and great leaders have understood the integration of the three. Science is just proving it to us now. You know, science sort of catches up with ancient mm. wisdom and, and authentic and wise leadership of our own lives. So, so science has now proven they are actually centers of intelligence. So it will take time. But the proof lies in in applying this, Christopher. The proof lies in saying, let me try this. Because when they then integrate, you will get a piece and an answer and a sudden knowing that, you know, the one we sometimes get two o'clock in the morning or in the shower? Like, I've got it. What happened there is they integrated. That You didn't follow the sequence, but maybe you've been struggling for months with something and now suddenly you have the answer. They have their integrated. you? You don't have to wait for months. God has given us the tools and the equipment that science is now showing us facts of, which has always been there, by the way, um, to just utilize in a more scientific way. Okay, I've gone totally off track, but I felt this was important.
0: Very important. Thank you.
1: So, yeah, you're not going to trust something that you you haven't spent time with, are you? Yes. (laughs) So um, for some reason, I feel I need to say this. So this is nature. Nature, and we now know this is how we've been designed, and science has proven it to us. So now people are saying, oh, maybe I must try this. Where, as I've said, great wise people in the past have actually understood this and known this. Um, We must also be careful that by nature sometimes we are head-brain dominant or heart-brain dominant or gut-brain dominant. We do things too quickly and think later. That's the gut-brain. Uh, you, people like you and I tend to overthink things and overthink things. Um, but then there's also nature. You see, if your heart has been hurt or damaged, or you have in the past taken action too much and it's really hurt you, it could also be that the nurture side of things also speak into the fact that you feel more comfortable using your head brain. So when I work with clients, and, and trust me, I work with myself too, which is very mm-hmm. frustrating at times. So I have a coach. Um, I, I tend to feel way more comfortable because of my personality and, and my, my academic ways, and it suited me very well. I was academically strong in my, mm-hmm. uh, in my life. So I felt very comfortable in that space, and I disallowed my heart more and more. So nurture also speaks into that. And therefore, I, I had to relearn to trust it. I hope that makes sense.
0: Definitely does. And I, I can actually see if you tend to give something the opportunity and allow it to come through a little bit and just sort of, in a way, experiment to allow it sure. to do its thing, then you can slowly start building trust as you allow this as we call it the brain senses to come through the intelligence to come through and actually show that it has the like the, the ability to help us in that way so I actually love that I can actually see that happening definitely the next uh, idea or question as we get sort of like to the end of the conversation also is where where is this applicable I know it's probably a broad question but can we also get practical with this like what what have you seen where does it make sense? Is it literally every single time you get stuck or every part of life where we apply this? Where does it make sense? Where do we, where do we apply this?
1: You know, if I'm looking at a set of management accounts or I need to do um, something that really strongly related to um, cognitive perception or really thinking or making meaning, Because the head brain's prime function is really to be creative, contrary to popular belief. You know, creative strategies, creative thinking, to make meaning of something, to take facts and figures and put it in a way that um, I can come up with creative solutions. So, So if I need to really do something that sort of falls into that basket, then obviously the head brain is going to go in its flow and I don't know how to put that there. I'm going to actually feel that I'm not getting tired yet. I'm actually becoming invigorated because this is what my head brain should be. Yes. The minute there's something where my heart brain needs to step in, like big thing that a lot of my clients are dealing with is we need to restructure, resize, downsize, um, let go of people in the company, change things. The first thing that comes out is the financials and the figures. Mm. I am not going to make a wise decision if I don't bring my heart and my gut brain into this. Okay. But I will feel that if there's figures and facts that I need to deal with, my head brain will be in its flow. But then I really need to consult the other two also. Because the wisest decisions will not only be based on the facts and the figures. There's people. There's lives. There's how do I approach this from a from a values point of view. So the minute to become practical, that I feel that I'm out of my flow when using one of the centers of intelligence, it's sort of a sign for me that, okay, just lay it down, tap into the other one. Like I can overthink things. Boy, I can write you a you, uh, manual.
0: <laughs> me too.
1: But I know, I know when I get there, you know, that like, okay, well, Kim, maybe it's time now to do multiple brain integration on something so you get your little clues and signs um on that when the energy is used up and you're not in the flow anymore in that center okay red flag
0: okay let's jump on that um, i'm very curious what does it look like for each center like what is what is how can i ask this how, what does burnout in each center look like is there something we can look out for is, that, is it when you are burnt out in your head brain, then you might be fatigued uh, in terms of like fogginess with the brain. If you are sort of like uh, overutilized your your heart brain, then you might feel a, a big sense of, of anxiety. Perhaps I'm not I'm not sure how to ask this the best, but perhaps you know where I'm getting at, is how do we identify if we have used one of those centers too much and one of them is just taking... You know, cause I can, like you said, for, for someone who's in the headburn, I can understand that directly. I know, I know what happens, but I'm not sure that I'm, I'm clear on what that means for the other two centers.
1: Um, it, it is different forms and sensing of fatigue, but a great clue is I'm not getting clarity. I'm not functioning in wisdom. I don't feel authentic. I'm stuck. Um, Okay. So there are various clues that that will give us that sensing. Um, when I've done integration, I just leave it. And then suddenly, contrary to what I thought would be the best decision or what I felt or what I thought I'm going to do tomorrow morning, I get a sense of wisdom and authenticity. And I know that I know that I know what I need to do next. And sometimes it takes a few days. Sometimes it is wait a bit longer before you do something because the three centers of intelligence has said, you know what to do. The timing isn't right, but it's almost that knowing that supersedes um, any logic. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I'm very much a logical person, you know? Um, And if I could give you a practical example, you know, Christopher, I, I would take very long to make certain decisions in my company um, and I've found with this, I make a lot more wiser decisions, sometimes a lot sooner and difficult ones, but I have absolute peace and, and even for my life. And sometimes um, I would have just made a decision, but because I've done integration, I've said, I'm not doing it now. I'll do it next week or next month. Because I've allowed all three of my centers um, to to really just have the highest form of expression in the way that God has created them to be, which science has now proven.
0: Do you find yourself asking yourself these questions every single day, speaking to your heart brains? Do you find it's a daily practice in a way? Do you find it's something that you deal with every single day? And perhaps looking looking in hindsight, would you say that 10 years ago, you would have spent a little bit more time trying to integrate these brains where now you perhaps are more integrated and understand because you understand them better, you can integrate faster or more easily. I just wanted to sort of get that perspective from you as well, because that would definitely help uh, me. And I'm sure most of the listeners today as well, just to get a, an understanding of perhaps where they are and, you know, it, it might take some more time now and it might become easier at a later stage, or is that not the case?
1: The first most important step is awareness. And now we are aware that <laughs> I can try and ignore the fact Yeah, I, I can't do that anymore. Whether it's the fact that you've listened to this podcast, or whether it is that you've read it somewhere, or you're reading in the popular magazine that, oh, wow, you, we have a gut brain. Um, mm. And by the way, the majority of our um immune neurons immune brain cells for the just to simplify it lie in the gut just something that's very interesting yeah it it becomes easier for me now that i'm aware of the fact that i have history i've applied it and i've seen the results but hey i'm human hey my head brain will many times still overrule i'm starting to recognize it but but many times still in hindsight you know, um, we live, I believe we live forward, but we learn backward. We learn in hindsight. So um, I, I, I think, why am I tired? Why am I grumpy? Why am I, whatever it is, um, why am I not achieving my goals yet? I know I should because, you know, whatever the case is. And then I say, oh, okay, maybe this thing that I teach so many other people, I need to apply in my life. And then I do it and, hey, wow, it works, you know. So, um, but it does become easier, like with any habit, you know, I form mm. that little new neural circuitry and it, and and I use it more often. Um, that's, yeah, that's
0: my answer. Yeah, great, great. I wanted to sort of like cut it there because I think I think it's great that you brought that up, that you brought up, even though you are in this industry and you are working as a coach and you are changing people's lives and helping them identify these things and change these things and empower them, you also are human, and you also do feel these things come up again, and you have to deal with it. So, I can understand, like you said, you you compared it to, or said it as a habit because it is a habit, and you're building these new neural circuits, and that's actually helping you now deal with these similar situations better and better and better as we move forward. So, I think that's that's a great insight because that would have benefited me way back when I started my journey of of growth, of personal growth, of becoming better at life. And, uh, that would have been a great insight. So for anyone who's hearing that for the first um, time today, we all are human. We all need to sort of go at this every single day, practice this every single day. And it's not a, it's not a one, once off uh, side project sort of thing. It's, it's, we all, I'm sure we all are doing life daily. So (laughs) I think that's a great insight.
1: And could I give you and, and the listeners just maybe two or three practical ways on how to apply this? And what I've seen, Mike, because my specific clientele profile target market, some of our coaches work with other people, but is, is leadership teams and management teams. Actually, there's a whole program to take into leadership and management on how to apply this um, as a, a very um, high-profile skill in meetings. If I have to do my strategy for the next year, if I have to make a decision, do I open or close down a sales department? Do we need an MD or do we need another director? Mm-hmm. Um, do we downsize? Do we need to bring a new product on board? If we, we even do some team building with this, which is very practical, you have a whole lot of head brain people there. You have a whole lot of heart brain people there, a whole lot of gut brain people, and they really analyze this and then we bring this all together. Or everybody goes into head brain. Everybody into heart brain, everybody into gut brain. And there's so many beautiful ways in which we can get to the wisest outcome by using this. Families, I've even used it, just humor me with this, where a family came to me and said, Kim, do you know what our biggest strife is in this family? And it's really a problem where we go on holiday. And I know it sounds silly, but, but it becomes such an unpleasant thing that halfway through the holiday, it's just not lacquer. Okay. And by the time we start enjoying ourselves and talking to one another, we have to come back home. So you teach them the technique. They sit around the table, let it lie. And the next day people come and sort of say, okay, dad make the decision or we all agree we're going there. Or if another decision is made, people sort of have peace and understanding about it. So um, Christopher, there is so many ways. Why? Because We have these centers of intelligence. We cannot ignore them. And if we do, I don't know how wise and authentic we're going to be.
0: I believe in that too. I really believe in that too. It just just feels right. Uh, It feels right at this moment. So I think understanding all of this, but even most importantly, utilizing all of this information and integrating all of this is going to help us make better let's not use better, let's say more wiser and more authentic decisions in life and perhaps business going forward. So super useful. I want to bring it to our impact, my three impact questions, because I think you sort of touched on that just now. And that is, I'm going to give you three quick questions and then we'll see how that goes. (laughs) It might be a way to summarize everything that we've said. So
1: for those listening today,
0: yeah, for those listening today, what, what is a small action they can start with today, right after this discussion, to just make wiser, more empowered decisions? Like, what is that first step?
1: Okay. Step number one, forget what you've done in the past that has not served you. Okay. That's huge. It's life. It's life. It's the journey. Nobody's exempt of that, even though we look at people and we think they are. Make your decision now to do things differently. Acknowledge that we have three amazing centers of intelligence, okay, and speak to each one about what is stuck in you, preventing you, what decision you need to make, and allow them to do what they were created to do. And if not, find yourself... A coach that can assist you in this. I have a coach because sometimes I just don't have the energy to apply the stuff because I want to stay in my head because mm. that's where I'm comfortable. My duvet is in my head and that's where I want to be. Um, but be okay with what's happened in the past, but there's no better time than now to decide that you don't want to get the results you've had in the past and you want to get different results because Christopher, you and I and everybody out there has got the same... Ability and the same gift and the same blessing to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve in life. Let's just see what's preventing us.
0: Love it. We must make that a reality, guys, to so get out of the heads <laughs> for those that are head people. Uh, what is the Kim? What is the one thing that we could, and you've probably said this, but let's just bring it up again. What is one thing we can stop doing that is perhaps preventing us from? Taking authentic action?
1: Stop following your feelings and emotions. You see, emotion comes from a Latin word that is energy in motion. It goes ahead of you. It's instinctive, it's primitive, it's beautiful, but it's way quicker than the logical brain. The logical brain is about 125 milliseconds. The emotional brain is around 35 milliseconds before that energy gets into action. It will happen first. It's primal. It's instinctive. It's supposed to be that way, but it goes ahead of you. Stand back and say, am I going to follow this emotion and where is it going to take me to? Or am I going to become the captain of my ship and say, whoa, stand back and I can make a decision what I want to do. Feelings are fickle. They're beautiful, but they are fickle and they are fleeting.
0: So if we can, I just wanted to expand that a little bit. If we stop following our emotions immediately, what does the opposite of that look like? Okay. What is the anecdote?
1: For for us in, in the Western culture, this may sound very strange. Okay. I see an awakening in this. Breathe. Breathe. When we breathe, Balanced breathing. We bring our sympathetic and parasympathetic system in balance, meaning the one that wants to go and do the sympathetic and adrenaline and awaken the parasympathetic. No, let me digest and rest and let me not do. Okay. What we do with breathing is we bring it into balance and and many teachings have said, just breathe, just stop Mm. and breathe. That's very practical.
0: I got you. Okay. That definitely helped clarify that as well. Very, very helpful. And then the last question on top of that is going to be, what is one question that someone could perhaps explore and keep on top of mind um, after they've listened to this, if they want to go and use these brains to serve their highest um, vision of themselves? Like, do you think there's a question that we can sort of use?
1: There are many things in our lives and there are many areas that we want to work on. And there are many dreams that we have, Mm. but, in itself, those are the things that could confuse us because it's too many. We need to really simplify things. So the one question that we could ask ourselves is, what is the one thing, anything, in my personal and or professional life, or one in each, that if I did it differently, or if I took less action or more action, would have the biggest impact on my life? And it could be anything. What is the one thing? different result, a different action. If I did something differently or thought differently or felt differently, it would have the biggest positive impact in my life to serve me. When I get clarity on that, because the neurology loves clarity, you will find a way on how and what to do with it and how to deal with it. The right people will come your way. And you will know what action to take. But we need to become very clear on For now, what is that one thing that is stuck in me the most, preventing me the most, causing me the greatest heartache? Don't worry about how you're going to do it. And that's the biggest mistake we make. How am I going to do it? And when, what is it going to cost? Get clarity on it and then get the desire to not get the same results or to get new, different results. Cultivate the desire. Excellent. The universe loves desire. Mm-hmm. It, it feels desire. And it recognizes desire. Don't worry about the how. If the desire is high enough, on getting new results or not getting the same, the hows will sort themselves out. Guaranteed.
0: Love it. Hundred percent guarantee. <laughs> so if Guaranteed. we if we now ask that question, do we then directly go into that uh, sequence which you've mentioned many many times over now? you then follow that sequence as a sort of like final question on
1: that? You could follow it. You could say, I now know that I have this absolute desire that I Mm. don't want these results anymore or this result or that I want something else. You may say, but I don't know what to do now. What is my next step? And you can absolutely use the the multiple brain integration technique to say, what is my next step? If you don't have clarity on that. Boy, I use it for lots. I actually use it on how to invest money a while ago or what to do with certain money because I did all the research, hey, eh? where and what, the money market and the whole thing. And then I got so confused. Is it Bitcoin? Is it money market? Mm-hmm. And boy, I had like pages of research because that's what I do. But your heart knows for your own values and your own emotions and your future. Your gut knows self-preservation. You do integration and you'll know that you know that you know this is what I
0: need to do. Yeah. And that helps you reveal the, the how that you just mentioned that we shouldn't be stuck with as we ask that question. So lovely, lovely insight, lovely, lovely advice, super powerful advice as well. And I think guys, if you still tune in, thank you so much for listening. Uh, that was probably the most that I've ever expanded on those three questions and not just sort of like getting the answer go, but just trying to also clarify what, what things mean. And I'm, I'm happy that we, we dove into that. So, That is basically the end of our conversation, Kim. It was such an impactful conversation. I've learned a ton. And like I said, I felt a little bit overwhelmed, to be honest, at some stage. And that's why constantly asking these questions and getting some feedback and sort of like going through that loop just helps me gain my own clarity within this conversation. So yeah, definitely, thank you. I just want to say thank you for that as well, just playing with me on these different questions and and giving your valuable answers. So if people want to learn more, if they want to, perhaps... I don't know if you've got courses or if there's coaching involved, you know, you said that you get coached and you obviously offer coaching, but where can people learn more about these things that we spoke about if they want to get involved in some form in some way?
1: Okay. I'm going to make it very simple, Christopher. Also uh, the Neuro Coach Institute um, uh, together with our partner from the UK actually provides a course on this where people can actually certify as coaches specifically in this area and they can take it to their clients and in business. Um, so on our website is all the information, you know, if they just for them personally as leaders, managers, or just as individuals would like to embark on a journey with a coach. Um, all the information is on our website. Are you comfortable if I give the website?
0: Yes, please, please. Let's share.
1: www.nerocoach-institute.com or hyphen institutecom www.nerocoach-institute.com Absolutely. Email me with any questions or detail um, to set up a call or a meeting. It's Kim at neurocoach coach institute.com.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent stuff. So guys, I'm actually on the website now looks quite slick. There's a lot of stuff going on here. So there's a lot of value that you can actually get from this. I'm going to add that link that Kim just mentioned into the show notes of this episode, so you don't, if you don't, can't find it, just go into the show notes of this episode. You will be directed straight to Kim's NeuroCoaching website, and that's where you can get a hold of her. Also, I'll, I'll drop the email also in the show notes. You can get hold of her. So, Kim, my closing question to you would just be, in what way would you like to inspire, empower, or just impact this world
1: which we live in? <laughs> um, guys, we need to simplify you know, we need to simplify things. Things aren't as difficult as we make them out to be. Love yourself enough, love your company, your family enough to engage with somebody that you can trust, like I do, with my coach that can take you on a journey. We are not supposed to do these things ourselves. And there is no better time than now. The past does not exist. The future does not exist now exists and whatever decisions we make now have got a direct impact on our future so yeah i'm here open invitation it's up to you to make a decision for your life
0: i love that so guys i hope you enjoy this episode kim i just want to as I usually do, just take like a few seconds to just acknowledge the, the the work that you actually do in this world. I think it's amazing. I think it's, it's going to sort of like ripple into the world and create massive impact. And yeah, just thank you for helping individuals live a little bit more into their own authenticity and make wiser and more authentic decisions in not just business, but also in life, because that's where a lot of things actually happen for us it's, it's our own life as well so just thank you for all of that thank you for the multi multiple brain integration technique which is very very cool i love that and i hope that my listeners will gain tons of value out of this and perhaps just integrate some of this after the session or after the discussion so thank you for all of this i really admire the work that you do and i look forward to connecting with you in the future
1: thanks so much christopher it was really cool i enjoyed every minute
0: awesome thanks kim all right, so that is it for this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed all of the wisdom that Kim just packed on top of us today. That was so amazing. If you got overwhelmed like I did throughout this episode, just take a step back, breathe, think about, you know, what you learned. You know, just take the step back, strip it away, come listen to it again at a later stage and see if you can start asking yourself empowering questions that can help you go forward. I really hope that you got some value and that you learned something new. If you did, please get in touch with either me or with Kim. I've also attached her website URL, her LinkedIn URL, and also her email in the show notes of this episode. If you want to get in touch, to get in touch with me, you can get in touch via Instagram, just search Exploring Possibility, or just email me at a info at exploring dash possibility.com and i'll yeah i'll get in touch with you as well so that's it for me from this episode i hope that you live with more authenticity and wisdom within this next week and also obviously going forward i hope that we have helped you develop your perspective and that you have been empowered by this episode let me know what you think about this episode and i'll see you in the next one So as always, and as usual, don't be afraid to go and explore and find the possibility. Cheers, guys.